0: And now for something completely different. <laughs> it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast.
1: Don't fall. Of Star Warsing Mothma Bantha
0: Tales of Vader.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome to the vault of Star Warsing Mothma Bantha Tales of Vader. Huh? How about that? Yeah. On behalf of myself hey. and the band, I'd like to say thank you and hope we pass the audition. <laughs> it's 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 a alternate universe version of the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror because we're not covering a horror movie this this time we're covering a Star Wars movie as you as you can tell by the title yeah and the only Star Wars movie in town the Rogue One and uh, I'm Chris Honeywell and I'm here with the other Chris Chris Tyler Yabo. Yeah, and them Jack and Eddie boys Luke and Jason.
2: Hey, how you doing? Are you kidding me? I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that line. I was I was crying. I was like, oh my god, because like, you know you, they put the bag on and said, like he's blind. I mean, in my head, I said he's blind. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm blind. I'm like, perfect.
0: So like, like, it's like it's like an American Dad. It's like I didn't see anything. I'm blind. I was like wait, how did he know he didn't see anything if he's blind? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy, yeah. It was i put it this way it was interesting um just we're going to however we're gonna jump at this i saw this i took dad uh and and you know again dad's my our dad has come up a lot in these kind of things and whatever i took dad on uh what's five dollar movie day which is the tuesdays um it to the local one of the local uh, cinemas he uh, went in carmel and uh, we go in and Dad's like, oh, only like five bucks. So I paid for Dad's ticket because I had a feeling because <laughs> we were not school wasn't in session, there might be some kids there, and I didn't want to have a bad experience and have him pay a piss because he spent the money on it. So I said, oh, I'll pay for it, and so, I, so ten bucks was not a bad deal to go see this. Well, what happened was some other parent had an idea that it cost like two hundred and fifty dollars to have a uh, your, your birthday party at the movie theater. And they were like, I don't really want to do that. And they won't let us see Rogue One. So this some parents just said to these people, hey, I'll pay for your kids and get them popcorn. Let's go on $5 movie day. So there was a girls party about oh, say 11 year old girls. Uh, and there were probably about 25 of them. And I don't think they looked up from their phones once to the entire movie, but they did go to, the, to and from the bathroom at least seven to nine times each in the two hour running time. And then all their little brothers were there, and they were busy talking about whatever the hell you know eight-year-old boys talk about because it ain't girls. Mostly, yeah. It's probably my. It probably was Minecraft. I, don't, I again, <laughs> I'm I'm so out of the loop with that. Um, but yeah, but it was funny because all this is happening, and all I'm thinking in my head is, Dad's gonna hate this. Dad's gonna hate this. Dad's gonna hate this. And it's not that the movie was in the, about the movie because because there's all these things that he can't stand. People on their phones, people not paying attention, parents not watching their kids—you know, whatever. He's all done. He goes, "That was great." He <laughs> goes, "Next time we come, let's sit on the other side so we don't see all the people walking around." Because Luke knows this. Someone doing that would take my dad completely. Like he'd just piss him off to no end and ruin it for him. But that's—I think that speaks volumes about. That's probably the best review I've heard of the movie. That the stupid shit that normally bothers him didn't bother Just him at all. Just rolled off his back. Right, because the movie was that engrossing to him. So right there, there's an endorsement. Best possible Is, is he a fan of Dave's World War Two movies? He does. Oh well, yeah.
0: No, I no, mean, but but think, you know what yeah, though? Yeah. Here's the thing. Don't don't yeah. misunderstand. My dad loves Star Wars. Oh, okay. Well, he loves Star Wars too. Oh, oh yeah, no. dad. Dad I mean, Star Wars fans. It's not. It's not like this was. Oh, we better take dad and see if he likes it. No, dad loves Star Wars. There's no question. But. Which I mean, let's put it this way, okay? Where Jay comes with his hatred of all people, he comes to it honestly. Right, right. (laughs) It's got to come from somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Now, when I mean, I, um, uh, my wife and I saw this on date night, um, and uh, we, you know, we had left the kids at uh, at at the friend's house, and you know, we went and uh, you know, we went this and went to see the movie, and then got dinner and all that, and uh, it was a packed house. And the thing that was amazing to me, like I said, for a packed house of, you know, you, you know, mixed crowd, because on one side of us was, I'd say maybe a uh, a woman in her in her 50s and her son and his, and his wife, you know, they were going. And then on the other side was a couple maybe in their 30s about, you know, about our age. And then in front of us was some some, uh, you know, teen girls. And behind us was a family. So it was a mixed crowd of people. But I mean, it was a, a sold out show. Absolutely. And this was more than a week After it had come out and I looked to my wife and I said, you know, there's more people here than when we went to go see the force awakens the week it came out. And so I said, I said, irrespective of anything else. I said, obviously this, this story and this film, and maybe it's word of mouth at this point because of it had been a while since it had been out, you know, has really energized the viewing audience and they're very excited for it. And it Again, might,
1: I do you think it might I, be because it's a standalone film that like a lot of other people are just sort of like, well, we can jump in and out of this, and you know, and they don't have you to. You know, be I, invested I, in... I think
0: I think as nerds we give too much credit to that concept. I, I right. think that most Normas and Normans out there couldn't give a rat's ass. Uh-huh. You know, Mike. I think it was Mike Bailey said this. He goes, "How many people?" you know, went and would go see Rogue One, and then on the ride home, that uncomfortable silence is they're all wondering, am I the only one who doesn't know why Ray and Kylo Ren weren't in this? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> so, it, again, I think the truth, you know, uh, like most things, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I, I think right. it's just the, the imagery of it. It, it, it brings people back to that original trilogy even more so than Force Awakens did, mm-hmm. and the fact that, like I said, the word of mouth on this was so good. And, and here's the thing that I knew that I knew this film was going to be good because I wasn't seeing spoilers for it just to, I mean, I, apparently we reached some point in about 2014 where the concept of not putting spoilers up on Facebook, just everybody just agreed. Ah, fuck that. We'll just put whatever we want in our, in our status update. And I don't, cause I've seen it. You guys haven't seen it. Screw you. Whereas here, you know, um, uh, Gareth Edwards and the official Star Wars Twitter and all that asked people, please don't put spoilers up, and everybody did it. So it's like, oh, crap, there must be some good stuff in it here must if be they're good. actually yeah.
2: listening to that, yeah. yeah.
0: And there is some good <laughs> well, stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the, only, the only spoiler you saw, and it was really quick, was the uh, uh, rumors to George Lucas to direct sequel to oh, Rogue yeah, One. Yeah. Luke, yeah. And direct people sequel to Rogue lost One. their crap, and I was like, guys, they mean Star Wars. They mean New Hope. No, it's not. I'm like, they mean New Hope. Did you <laughs> look at the fucking it's, thing? It's a joke. Well, I tell you bro, what. I'm going to talk was, people down, dude. Like, there I'm not there joking. Was, like, <laughs> people
0: furious. But there was one guy. There was one guy when, I, I say guy. There was one post. It might have been a team effort. I don't know. That went all out. They said, oh, they've got, they've got, here are some, here, here are some, uh, you know, we've, we've got some leaked set pictures from the sequel to Rogue One. And they put up all the behind-the-scenes photos. From Star Wars, and it's like Star Wars, that, right, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, this this older this older character with the beard might be the Jedi that uh, <laughs>
1: they're it, talking about yeah. that Bail
0: Organa refers to. It's like this <laughs> character on the far left here may be related to Jyn ErsO. We don't know much about her. It's like this, are this, they they show a picture of Luke wearing the uh, with the Star War with the stormtrooper uniform. Yes, it's yeah. like probably another defector
2: from the Empire. We're not sure who this character is. beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, the thing is, but I think, isn't that the whole point though? Like, I mean, like, I think that speaks, that speaks volumes about how, uh, just, just in people in general, like clearly it's a joke and it was funny and people like, I don't think it's very funny to do that kind of stuff. I'm like, awesome. Why don't you go pound your nuts into a fine paste? Okay. (laughs) No one gives (laughs) a fuck about you. Like you know, well, okay. it's so true. Right. You know, well, the, but and I do anyway. That that
0: packed the, it fine powder. Thank you, Mike Nelson and Tom Servo. But the, you know, all that <coughs> notwithstanding of that, like I said, the you know what what what's funny is that um, again, as as a film that is standalone. What I've seen—the interesting thing to me, besides the film itself—which, in case I haven't made clear—I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this film. My main complaint is that I couldn't remember anybody's name in this damn yep. movie. Yep. And and yeah. I don't. And I had to go look them up. And in fact, I've got. I'm gonna peek. Let let you. A peek behind the curtain here how we work a little psychological here on the vault is that i've got you know the wiki page up so i can remember everybody's name yeah because that pretty, that, that is the film that that is to me one of the film's major shortfalls is that it does it kind of it kind of brings you up to speed real quick but then it's you know it you, you know who the characters are because you can see oh it's it's the pilot it's you know, it's Mads Mikkelsen. It's the robot. You know, it's Zadoichi, It's Zadoichi's friend, who's played <laughs> by, uh, you know, from, and it's Forrest Whitaker as, you know, it's it's Ghost Dog in there. But you know. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. So, but and, and it's a great cast. But I've, like I said, I have a hard time remembering exactly what everybody's name was. But um, the thing that that was really telling to me, like I said, we go to this this uh, show, and it's a big crowd, and we see trailers for pretty much every movie coming out in 2017, okay? We see a trailer for Transformers 5, we see a trailer for uh, visitors. We see a, tra- a trailer for Power Rangers. We see a trailer for Wonder Woman. All uh, we see a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy too. All these movies, and it's like so all these tentpole event movies. And you know, uh, and, and Star Wars apparently has reestablished itself as the franchise that invented the tentpole because that's all anybody could nobody cared about any of the trailers. We all sat patiently through them. Uh-huh. So, you know, we made our snide comments or we said, "Oh, we want to see that." And then everybody immediately forgot about all of them because we let the wave of, "Hey, remember Star Wars? Star Wars is awesome." just wash over you for 2 hours.
2: Yeah. And I'm going ga- to I'm going to guarantee Luke that no one said Transformers 5, "Let's see it." Actually, no Transformers 5 looks pretty darn
0: good. I think
3: it looks good, character. too. <laughs>
2: Really? Any, in, uh, yeah. Well, in in any event, this is not a Transformers. The other one podcast. sucked. Again, so. not a Transformers podcast. But, 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 you, but the, you didn't see the trailer for the Great Wall, where Dad turns me, and goes, "What the hell are they fighting?" I go, "Dragons." You just think so? I go, "Yes, Dad. They're dragons."
0: Well, and you now, know, if you want to get me no, not to now, like
2: every commercial. Every single commercial now has now shown the dragons because it wasn't just Dad who was confused; it was dragons.
0: Well, all I guarantee you. Well, if you if you want to get if you want to get me noted, daikaiju enthusiast and podcaster, disinterested in your giant monster movie, putting Matt Damon in it's a good start.
3: Matt but, Damon,
0: um, oh beat me to it. Hey, I helped you with that script, right, Matt? We can we can both get Oscars, right? But um. <laughs> Thanks Ben. Thank you. You're awesome. Thanks dad, but um no what I, what I what I like about this song, like I said, is that it it avoids it it doesn't I don't think it tries to do more than it really is meant to do. It's yep. meant to tell this one story. Gareth Edwards is a guy who oh my god, the career trajectory that this guy has taken. From from monsters to Godzilla to From
2: Camcorder to movie.
1: Yeah, from Camcorder I mean, movie.
0: Yeah. To,
2: to Godzilla, to monsters to this. is monsters really good though. Well that's the thing, it, it's
1: impressive for a camcorder movie. It's more than impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing.
0: But right. but you take a guy <laughs> he who, made who a cut his on, teeth yeah. who cut his teeth doing like a camcorder movie, like you said, yeah. and then give him a big effects movie, a big effects movie in Godzilla twenty fourteen. Okay, fine. That's a step up. It's still same type of genre. Literally the right. same type of story, focusing on a small, you know, one a small number of characters in a crazy insane situation and now you're taking it even one step further and now you're putting them in you know obviously you know clearly one of the top three franchises as far as uh you know film franchises of all time as far as what people expect from it in star wars and he knocks it out of the park by doing the okay. same type of thing focusing on a small group of characters that are well written and well defined and putting them in an insane situation with the advantage here obviously spoilers on, that there's no expectation that any of these people are going to survive.
2: Yeah,
3: you know,
0: which he I got think to the, have him
3: and then didn't, Wait, what, and I, they I, didn't think Disney were going to let him do it, and then Disney said, "Go for it." Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, but I think well, then, I think you know, that's in, the big thing, yeah. too coming in there is because you have a movie where, like, when when Force Awakens comes out, you clearly have to have new people who are going to carry forward, right? You had to have Ray, and and you had to, you know kind of you had right. to have characters that were going to become the next set of characters, just like they did with the prequels, and obviously in the original trilogy here. No one has to live because if if they had, don't you think they may have been kind of useful to they the rebellion? In. In the, yeah. Right? You know, they might have been useful people. So uh when when again, now we're kinda of hitting the end of the movie here, but like when when they die, like I mean, there were people in the audience, again, there were they were the the parents of the kids there. There were people who kind of were half ass paying attention and then kinda of picked it up like kind of like, okay, something's going on. Like, cause the movie the movie definitely has the beginning where it's setting up stuff and it's jumping from place to place and it's giving you, like Luke said, it gets you up to speed quickly. But eventually, it just starts going and then goes and goes and goes and goes. And there are people who kind of didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the beginning, but now they're starting to pay attention. And when the when they die, they're like, "What?" Like you could you could hear the audible like gasp from them, like yeah. they're gonna kill these people. Well, but, but yeah, because this isn't this isn't the you know in you know when 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 their their, ha, their when,
1: highest expectation was to try fa- fail trying you know basically
2: they right. they telegraphed
1: yeah. it they were just like we're gonna keep trying until all our options run out you know and that and right. yeah. and they actually like tried until they actually succeeded and then could go out happy and yeah. redeemed and-
3: but it's, then, I mean, being in the know as we are, like, uh, I, me personally, I was like this. Uh, I wasn't expecting anybody to survive. Just no, it's, just
1: by the genre know, of the movie. Just
3: by yeah, man on a mission, desperate situation kind of thing. But the fact that when they did die, yes, it still impacted you mm-hmm. is sure. telling. Yeah,
0: and that even that with is, the
3: yeah. even with the very end of the movie, I know the Death Star plans get to Princess Leia. When Darth Vader oh, is trying to get them, oh dear I'm God! Like, Holy shit, he's gonna get the fucking plans. Well, they're, well they're, that's
1: discussing that part will be the horror part of this show because that yeah, was that was horrific. The music I... is
0: like almost like organ music, you know? It's horror movie music. Well, you know that that's you know that that's the thing. I always uh, you know every, every time we every time Darth Vader comes up in, in any type of conversation where you're talking critically, I always I always jump back to what. Uh, Obi-Wan says because he he's more machine than man now twisted and evil. Yeah, so he's... he he really is a monster. Darth Vader falls into that category. If you want me to be a monster, yeah. well I'll be a monster and that's he's, J- him. he's Jason in that he's scene. He's Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I, mean, I think and here, too- and Hero I'm I'm sorry real quick. Hero hit the nail yeah, on the it, head because I was thinking the same thing. The fact that you care that when these people die it it it, it impacts you even knowing that they're not they're not going to make it out of this you know, when when Chira, you know, first off, when he when he runs through the, the uh, basically the Flash Zone, with all of the Imperials yeah. firing at him, and he just walks through it to go, you know, to go to the console, it's like, it it, it you, you just feel like, oh, there's no way he can make it out of this. There's no way he can. But he, you know, I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with, with me. me. I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me. And then, after he dies, and then Baze... Oh. Starts saying the prayer and starts like, "Oh God damn it, man! Yep. I'm not crying. That, You're crying. Shut it up." It had me, man. <laughs> I,
3: those two, I, the fact that they just announced that they're gonna do their backstory in a book, I'm like, oh. I'm pre-ordering oh, yeah. that thing I, you, yeah. I fucking love. I love Donnie Yen. I've loved Donnie Yen for years, and I was so disappointed how woefully underused he was in Blade Two. They finally like this oh, is well, yeah. So excited that he he was such a an, an awesome character in this.
2: That, that, that I was going to say was when when Vader's cutting them all down and he's mowing down all the guys in his way, and he's just coming after him, coming that that nonstop. And just as the door won't open here, take it and put it through the door. Like, it's like, you know how this has to end. Because we've all seen New Hope, we know what the end of the movie has to be, and yet he's coming and coming, and and you're like, and like, you know, I mean, it's just hard because you just watched the people you've now invested this time, and I think this speaks to 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 Edwards' ability, you know, kind of thing. I mean, you know, I mean, I I know people might not believe this, but like. If a movie I you mean, know, I mean there's movies, they suck I, mean, I get a movie well, sucks me in, I well, will cry. Like well, I mean good that lord sequence I
1: sequence have... there I believe is not was not directed by Gareth Edwards. I think it was that No,
0: that I, was one of the that, the, the of the, that was one the of the scenes they brought the other guy in for. Well, that that right. was one of the reshoots. Yeah, right, right. Well, Jay's talking about with the the impact of having the characters that you've invested all this in yeah. for the film, making you care. That that is Edwards. Yeah, the the scenes yeah, with uh, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah with Vader that that was part of the reshoots. Right, yeah. what I'm saying is, So you've now seen he, them die, right? And like are they, they're, they're, they're you know, all these, these characters you care about, are killed. and so you're emotionally now invested. I mean, again, somebody who has seen Gladiator hundreds and hundreds of times and still cry during Gladiator because it always gets me, right? Is, is you're watching it, so you're emotionally, especially if you bought into this and you're in the story, you're emotionally now a little raw. And now they have this now scene coming in of like, here's someone killing. And it's like your, your party was like rooting for them to, you know, it has they have to escape with the plans have to get off the ship. You know, that has to happen but you're like, come on, just come on, like, come on, like, it's like, you know, you're because you just get so wrapped up in it. And I, I know some people will look and say, I don't get wrapped up in anything, I don't care. Like, because they just detach from everything because everything is so, you know, at, you know, on your phone, detached from everything. Like, to be able to have a director pull you in to a yep. story you know how it has to end, I think yeah. of it this way. Like, think about, um, like, just even like a movie like Jaws, right? Spielberg knew that he had to have certain scares at certain points and jumps and things like that. But in that movie, I mean, we see, if you remember know, I mean, how many times you did that movie, there's still scenes that get you. You're like, okay, I know it's coming, but like, yeah. it's just about shot. like, like I, my, my favorite scene is when he's like, come out, I come down here and chum some of this shit. And he's yeah. throwing the, the chum over the board oh, and yeah. the sharks, Roy, Roy Scheider shooting up straight. That look yeah. on his face. That look is real. And when you have that feeling that this is, again, real. We know it's not real, but it's real. Just, I mean, the uh, the scene when when he when he's when he's walking across, getting shot at, and they and like you are just like, you just want to, your skin's crawling. Not not in a bad way where it would be like would be like in The Exorcist, but it's like, oh my god, like he's okay. He's gonna get there. Maybe he'll survive this. Fuck, he's not gonna survive this. Like how how can you kill him? Like how can this guy who you've now like. Who has some? He has some of the best lines. Period in the movie. But yeah. like, too, like, how you, like you invest in like, God, I want this guy to not die. I want him not to die. I want this to be somehow the 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 rebellion says, you know what? Your your reward is to not be part of this. Like, we'll send you somewhere else. No, you know, you know, kind of thing. Like, and I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's different. I think that's what really got me. Is this was very different. Than what we saw at Force Awakens, and I really like Force Awakens a lot, and I think that's part of the problem too, is that some people cannot uh, like divorce themselves from that. Well, I can't like Force Awakens being this way and like this movie. Well, yes, you can. Yes, you can think them both. You know, know and
3: that's that- what I that's what I appreciated about this. I love the fact that the the rebels weren't all white hats all the time. I exactly. mean, it's they yeah. it, stuff had to get dirty. There were guys that were willing to basically do black ops for the rebellion. Mm-hmm. And you know what? In that kind of situation, especially for Cassian having grown up in it, it's like, since he was six years old, it's a different thing for him. He's going to be one of those guys. that's going to do what he has to as, do to as try soon to as win. Cassian
1: took that guy out when in the beginning, mm-hmm. that I, I remember yeah. watching that and thinking, Oh, yeah, he's gonna die. Yeah, that's right. Everybody dies at the end of this when I saw yeah. that because I was just like when you put that into his character, you know, th- th-
3: there's well, it's it's that's... different for a guy like him than it is for uh, Mon Mothma or Dodonna. Right. or uh right. They're not in the trenches. Right. They're not the ones that have to go out and put their lives on the line. Right. It's it's the guys that are out there in the dirt. Let me let is... me talk about Mon Mothma
0: for one second, okay? You mean
2: so, long, we'll... long
0: Neckma? Long Neckma, Mon
2: Wrong Mothra, <laughs>
0: Mon Mothra, <laughs> Mon Mothra. We her, as Ooh. we call her over here, that's, at... that's a
3: crossover waiting to happen.
1: I'm thinking that's hey. where Lucas got the name for. Her.
0: I guarantee you he got the name from Mothra and simply uh, you know, the power of myth, you see, but you know, but uh, uh, you see my, my kids thought but anyway. I was um... I'm reading I'm
1: reading the the rise and fall of the Third Reich right now and I just found a part with uh, General Gis Gasivius. <laughs> One letter off, you could just just switch a little, what change one letter and switch them around, and you got Grievous. And it's
3: Star yeah. Wars. It's and Nazi then I'm
1: propaganda. reading, and then I'm reading about about Austria, and I'm like, oh my god, this is Naboo. And I'm like, George Lucas was reading this, reading some book on World War Two, and while he was writing,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> fucking Episode yeah. One.
2: Well,
0: well, so so okay, so we already saw if Sorry. well we didn't see because that that's one of the problems with. Uh, uh, the Force Awakens is that they didn't tell us this. They put it in a book that you know you had to read apparently to right. get this. That Mon Mothma is the one who disbanded the the military, the standing military from the New Republic after the after the events of Return of the Jedi and the formation of the New Republic. So she is the reason why there's no standing army, and the entire Senate gets blown up by Star Killer Base <laughs> in the Force Awakens.
1: Right. That okay? that that was my biggest problem with the Force Awakens is. They did not explain to you that the First Order was like a tra- crazed, relig- like almost religiously crazed splinter terrorist group, you know? Yeah. So right. they, they were like this thing that nobody took seriously except Princess Leia, but they absolutely yeah, the did team. not make that clear they at were the all. They the JVT, yes.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Hero. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, but let, let's keep that in mind, okay? Mon Mothma's fault, okay? What does Mon Mothma do in this film? Oh, no, we can't yep. do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. It's like, well, if Mon Mothma had had her way, the Death Star would have blown your ass up at Gavin yep. 4. Yep, okay, yep. Okay, so yep. once again, the failed policies of Mon Mothma have come back to haunt her. <laughs> Why is this woman continually in power? She was, I the, hope... she was the
3: She was the peace candidate.
0: Oh yeah, well let me tell you something. She got a I, I lot really of she, she got she was... a
1: lot of cachet with the the the, the um, battle over Endor.
0: She 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 she. Yeah, well, you know, I, yeah. Which, let me too, say too and, little, and, too late many, as
1: far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But, yeah, how, yeah many but, many
0: Bothan, how many Bothans died right, for her many, to get her grandeur and glory? Right. Many, just many, start, many. just start killing Bothans and I'll tell you when to stop. I just hashtag gate Yeah, I really hope that. Wake up, sh- wake up, sheeple! I just yeah. really hope that she was in the system that got blown up by Starkiller Base. <laughs> wake because... up, Banthel people! Banthel. <laughs> well, Banthel just the people. fact that they actually
2: they're put... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just the fact that they they actually went there and it's like, okay, Mon Mothma was around during the early part of the yeah. rebellion, and they and had she's... a guy that was a reasonable facsimile to Dodonna standing yeah. next door. Well, like, I mean, I,
1: actually... I think a lot it of those Dodonna, people. I think yeah. a lot of those people were CG'd up. I think Mustache
0: Guy was CG'd up too. No, no. Well, no. Dodona is not CG'd up. He's, no, that's just an old guy. It's just an old guy that looks like the. No, I, I think I, if if if
1: I was reading right, I think that like a lot of the faces in there got doctored up to make them
0: match. No, that's that's possible. I mean, if if that's the case, they did a much better job on them than they did on. Uh, well, they, Tarkin you, or you were, you Tarkin. were you were you
1: weren't lingering okay. on them as much, Tarkin, and they were no.
0: Well, Tark. The problem with Tarkin is, I agree. I think they did a very good job of it, but the problem is, is that. When you with any CG effect if you go long enough it yeah. it, it, it starts to stand out to you you know uh, they, yeah, but they, I got to say had, on the, the second much, viewing I thought it was a I thought it was a, it did a good job of it considering I how they did I was staring
1: it down even harder on the second viewing and I got to say I wish there was a way I wish there was a way that I could forget you know that I didn't know and went in there and was one of those people, like one of those casual Star Wars views, viewers, because I think if I didn't know, I wouldn't have noticed that he was a CG character.
0: I can I can guarantee you, I that might have been. He was kind of creepy.
1: That actor was well, kind of creepy. But
0: you know what though, I can guarantee you, any kid who actually went and paid attention to it, who doesn't know, you know, doesn't know Peter Cushing, and doesn't know that the man is dead, right, wouldn't have would would have accepted it.
1: That's what I. That's what I'm. Yeah. That's what You're I think. You're absolutely
0: right. Yeah. And I and and you know th- this is one my kids have been bugging me to watch this and I said I don't know guys I don't know if you can watch this you're a little young for some of this because we let them watch the Force Awakens but it's like this is a bit it's this a, is a pretty harsh ending if
1: for
3: kids you know
0: yeah and, and and there's a bit more story here too which I don't know that the younger ones would be able to follow this them.
3: one does take its time
0: yeah so so well, I haven't let looks... them and that but but let's say let's say that okay let's say that I'm that I'm gonna let. My you know my, my seven year- old son watches he wouldn't bat an eye at it because he doesn't know that Peter Cushing is dead. You know, right, he right. knows Peter Cushing, he knows he's Grandma Tarkin. that's all he knows him as, you know, mm-hmm. and he actually does know him as Grandma Tarkin because he loves Star Wars, but that's neither here nor there. So yeah, I agree with you. I mean, considering where you know what, considering the, the, how hard that is, how hard it is to make a CG person amongst yeah. human actors, I think they did a fantastic job considering that's a daunting task in, you know in any situation.
3: Well, it's just, and they but they made him a character. He had a place to go I, in it. It was to get him from I can tell you how
0: happy I that was
1: my happiest moment when like you see the back of his head and you see his reflection and I'm expecting a few lines in the reflection of the, you know, just yeah. a few li- you know, just a just a few lines just like, "Oh, here's a little Easter egg for you." But then when he turned around and then once I realized Oh my God! Grand Moff Tarkin is gonna be playing his dirty tricks. A, yep. a, a character in it. That was what. That was the. That was what put this movie into like Yay Star Wars mode for me because I was like, they're pushing the envelope with special effects. Finally, yep. you, you know, the Force Awakens did not do any. They they. I mean, they used state of the art technology, but they did not push. The, the, you know, the genre forward, they did not push it forward. This one was pretty much, this one got a conversation going afterwards. And then, you know, with Carrie Fisher's death right on the heels of it, it, it's like, this is going to be in the film history books as, you know, that, that point in time when, you know, actors started, you know, we start having some CG characters and actors and stuff like that. So I love well, that. I love that aspect of it.
2: Yeah. There, there's there's always that point in, in, it doesn't matter if it's film or science or it doesn't matter what it is. There's always yep. that point, that, that, that turning point. And you always want to be on the right side of that. You don't want to be the guy who's, you know, five minutes behind. You want to be the guy who's out ahead of that curve. And, and there's and the been one thing
1: about... CG characters before, but sure. this, this
2: really, like. Right. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I mean, but the thing is, the one thing you can count on is, and, and again, again, and even though Force Awakens didn't push the envelope, Star Wars movies, whether New Hope, Empire, Jedi, those movies did things that no one else was doing. Right. And they took things that existed. They used stop motion and they used stuff like that in those scenes because all those guys, Mirren and all them. They all and Phil Tippett and those guys, they all grew up loving Ray Harryhausen. Well, yeah. right. So they took what they took what they knew there and they took the new advances they knew how to do and they married them and pushed that ample and pushed it and pushed it. And that's why when you go back and look at even look at New Hope and yes, I get it. Like some people will say, oh, it's so dated. Look at their hair. Look at their outfits not if everything looks like that if you never make everyone like look modern but it all kind of looks like the 70s in space then that's what it is right. and if you look at like the ships and stuff the if you go back and look at star wars i'm talking about i mean i don't mean the the special editions that lucas went back and fuck with but you go back with the original star wars you you're not looking at it going fake fake there's nothing fake there you're right. looking at a star destroyer you're looking at a ship you're, you're looking, looking at, at a at, fully like, real... fully
1: realized world yeah, yeah
2: exactly Oof. and the thing is they were ahead of that curve and what star wars did and this is one of the again somebody who's not i mean i like i likes the star wars movies but i'm not like you know i'm not a star wars fanatic kind of thing right but i truly believe i mean without star wars there's not the next generation of stuff that had to happen they had to exist new hope had to exist to push that envelope to make people say i can do better than this if you without them you don't get the next evolution oh right i mean just the sheer
1: number of patents that
0: industrial lights and magic
1: must have made on new technology that they invented
0: you know well, and even yeah. beyond that, just the competition that arose because of that, because right. by contractual obligation, I'm required to bring up the fact that because of the Dykstra Flex <laughs> camera that John Dykstra developed as for shooting Star Wars, the use of that motion control camera, that led Disney to create the uh, the Elks uh, motion control camera, which was more advanced than, along with the mat scan process, which allowed them to shoot multiple mats on the same pass with the camera for use on the black hole. These are all technologies that would then filter out to the other effects houses, including ILM. So you know, w- once you once you raise that bar, now you've yeah. thrown down the gauntlet. Yeah. Now yeah. you can say, well, we because now it's like. Now now Mr. Producer comes into Mr. Special Effects crew guy and says, Look what they did. You've got to do better than that if we want our movie to be get any attention. Well, you've I'm, got to do you've got to you've gotta push that up. Yeah. Figure out how they did it and do it better. Well, oh and by the way you have half the budget. The prequels you know?
1: also what,
0: say yeah, what you the will about don't
1: the prequels, get the, they've changed they don't get the way the we watch
0: movies now. They don't and they don't get any credit for that at Ooh. all. The prequels never get any credit for every, anything. Every anymore.
1: time you go the, to the movies right now, that's a direct pretty much now you're watching video now people don't even know it you know they're watching Watching they're watching the equivalent of like a blu-ray and that's because of george lucas pushing that digital tech and the digital cameras and stuff in episode one and then going completely digital for episode two and and now it's just that's just how it is you know the the yeah yeah nobody nobody ever thinks of that yeah but Except you know, us.
0: and <laughs> well, you know, but that that's 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 our place as as the uh, the informed, uh, the informed the 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 in the high information voters, if you will. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> and and that's the thing. And, and Jay, you talked about this about you know, it, it, you're not sitting there going fake, fake, fake. You're buying into it. And you know, one of the strengths that Rogue One has is that it taps into that same. I'm going to use a term that that I use fairly frequently that there are some people i know online that really dislike me using it uh, but it taps into the same visual vocabulary you know this is the same reason why we're told repeatedly every time a new halo game comes out that oh this this isn't fake this is what this is what this is reality to the current generation this is their visual vocabulary well you know rogue one purposely by design taps into the visual vocabulary from 1977 oh, yeah. that uh-huh. we all long ago Long ago, before the last great ice age, accepted as reality, and so there's no question in it. We look at it. We look at the the U wing, like, oh yeah, that that totally fits. You immediately buy it because it fits the aesthetic. And Edwards is such a again, he's a guy that that um, that the things that I've noticed in his films is that he he likes working with small groups, but he also likes to create. A a visual that perhaps is not necessarily uh, hyper realistic, but it is right. something that is memorable. And you know, and the and so you get the the imagery in some of this film. It's not anything artsy or anything like this. You know, most of the I mean, there's rarely any artsy fartsy sort of stuff in the Star Wars film. They're very populist uh, sort of films in in that way. They'll just that... have a
1: touch here and there. They'll have a little right. shot of something pretty or
0: something that just is sort of nice. But yeah. Yeah, but to me, I'm, I'm thinking, like, um, when they're on, I forget what the planet is, when, uh, when Saw, the death of Saw, when, he, when you see just the, the cloud of the, you know, when they fire off the, uh, the, the Death Star at the low-level setting and destroy the city, and you see Saw just looking at his own demise coming at him in the form of the shockwave, you know, something like that that is perfectly normal for a science fiction setting, but is a memorable image. You know, the image of them going through the lock, the, uh, the, the lock. On uh, yes. you know on the the last planet is a perfect Star Wars image. You know it made me think of Spaceballs a little bit, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> it did. Yeah, she's you could almost see the, the vacuum blow. cleaner pulling up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's gone from suck to blow. But uh, or excuse me, shit. Even in the future, nothing works. But I think you know,
3: it's fuck, isn't it?
0: It is oh, fuck. I don't fuck in the future. Nothing works. What happened to what happened to seven? So just kidding. Uh, okay. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with this seat belt? the seatbelt, but the beautiful ship, boys. I think you should go down with it um but, you know so so it, <laughs> because it because it looks like because it it's set in there, it's more authentically part of that visual vocabulary, and we're more easily willing to buy it. The fact that it's got a great story that in support of that helps a lot because now now we not only like you said, we're investing these characters but we're we're rooting for them, we're actively rooting for them when they go into that Senate hearing. And you know that that idiot Mon Mothma shuts yep. it down. We're all, we're, you know, I'm getting like, come on, you idiot! You know this is not going to work. You know, just sitting and doing nothing's not going to work. And it's like, why am I getting angry at this? I know that that's not going <laughs> to happen. <You know? laughs> but I, I find myself doing it anyway. So, yeah. uh, it's like I said, it's 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 the the other character I thought that that really. Could have could have gone either way, but I think they did a good job was K two SL because yeah. you know ever since uh, three and and three PO and R two and by the way I love seeing three PO and R two in the I little do. cameo yes. that was great
3: and Chopper from Rebels
0: yeah and Chopper was in there too yes. that's right yeah yep. you got to have oh, you there's gotta a have bunch of uh, Rebels stuff in there too there's, there's awesome. a whole bunch yeah, of yeah, I mean, stuff Saw yeah. Saw Gerreras from Rebels and Clone Wars isn't he yeah. I just watched yeah. the
3: episodes with Saw and yeah it's yeah. like Forest Whitaker coming out of that models it's like Oh man. <laughs> Forrest Forest Whitaker's lazy
0: eye is a part of Star Wars, and I fucking love it. <laughs> I, I like I liked saw having the the little uh, oxygen rebreather also. I thought that was He's per, like he, he's
3: he's the flip side of what could happen if you don't become yeah. Darth Vader, yeah. you become become Basically Rara. a broken man. Yeah. And he yeah. says yeah, well, it, he's you know, a, there's he's not much a, of me left. He,
1: he inhabits this totally the same area as Darth Vader. He's He's, he's
3: low, low rent Darth Vader. He's for,
1: yeah, he's for well, yeah, he's he's. So you're saying you're saying he's, you're saying he's you the ISIS Darth, is Darth Vader. Vader. He's 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 uh, I you know for his cause he is willing to do anything to to um morally to you know further his cause and he's. Suffered, his humanity
0: has suffered with it, you know. Directly, as in a in a in a much in a much less serious take. Like we have the tech, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We don't (laughs) want to spend spend a lot lot of money. money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But uh, so, yeah, so I mean, yeah. I, yeah. What what can you say besides besides that? But no, you're right. He, he's like he's like the Canon Films version of Darth Vader, essentially. Yes, he's, yes. Yeah. You know, which is you know it's we Canon all love Phillips. Canon films. But uh, <laughs> that's awesome, oh, but but, and, and Chris, you made you made this point, but as far as K two S O, you know, ever since uh, since three P O, where we've had a droid with such personality, there's been, and we see this a lot. In a lot of the games and stuff in the old expanded universe, of droids having you know less savory personalities, yeah. and K two S O is is kind of you know is 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 a riff on that, but he's not. It's it's he's not treated. I mean, he does have some funny bits, but he's not like a comic relief character. Right. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of comedy in this movie, honestly. He's but he, he does get the best lines as far as besides uh, you know him and him and Chirrut get the best lines in the movie. Yeah.
1: He and Chirrut are the only ones that have any, well, you know, I mean he's a robot, but Chirrut actually has humor about him, you know Chirrut still has Chirrut still loves life and you know, being alive and people and everybody else is pretty damaged you know,
0: around him Well, he knows knows. what the force will provide Right, right. It never happens. I mean, he's a guardian of the will. It doesn't matter what happens to him. He, he knows That's what's right. going That's next.
3: I love the fact that, like, in the wake of the, the destruction of the Jedi, there would still be people out there that would be believers in the Force. It's not like y- if yeah. y- if all of the Muslims, Jews, or Christians suddenly died overnight, it's not like the historical records would go away.
2: It right. yeah, would still right.
3: be like, you. you know, you just couldn't do away with it. Just the fact that they're you know people that were still believing in something.
1: Well, it's been I mean ever you know all the way back to Splinter of the Mind's Eye, it's been sort of an idea around the edge. And frankly, if Disney wants to continue on and keep the Force interesting, they're going to have to start interesting you know adding new interesting wrinkles to it you know and and ideas like that. And I mean. And that makes the first order is sort of the flip side of of the yeah the, the, the knights of the Ren are, yeah. are not Sith.
3: they're something right. else. Yeah.
2: Well, the thing is too is when you think about it, if you have non Jedi, non Jedi Force users, right, or non Jedi, you know, people like kind of thing, because you don't have to be a full trained Jedi to believe in the Force. And I think they kind of started that idea. I mean, I again, I know they make a joke of it in um, in. Um, um, force awakens we'll just use the force it's not how it works you know kind of thing like that you know you know thing like I mean but I think by having non-jedi force users who are not like the Jedi Knights you know kind of thing they don't have lightsabers and whatever else kind of thing by having them be you know believers in the force and people who understand the ways of the force it shows that the force is not just something that is only in Jedi's or in obviously in the Sith but it's but it's something beyond the scope of that and what that allows is, is it's just like what, what Chris was just saying, like it's more of a, like, you know, kind of, like it's it can be a faith thing too. Right. And, and it allows them to tell bigger stories because the thing is this, is we all know at the end, when we get to the point where Luke is, you know, he goes and he's going to find, you know, Obi-Wan there, right? In, in New Hope, right? The, there are no Jedis. There are no Jedis around. Like Jedis are not, Jared. They're, they're dead. That's the whole point. Like they're all dead, right? You know, kind of thing. Uh, I feel like Newt in uh, in Aliens. They're dead, okay? Can we they're go? Can I go now? Yeah. So, but I'm saying, but they're we they're dead, and or they're in hiding, or they're like whatever. And that's the whole point. Like they're not. There are there are no more. And then then you get like Luke of obviously going and seeking out whatever. But even then, they're still not Jedi's. They're still not this band of Jedi's that we had in the prequels. And that's why, you know, when when you know obviously Ray, you know, having having such a strong, you know, connection to the force that she doesn't even know she has, you know, allows that kind of like well she's not a Jedi. She's not trained, but she clearly no, understands the force. And that's what um oh, what the hell's her name? The little tiny the little woman with the glasses and in, in the force awakens. Maz. The... Yeah. She is a major, she says, she goes, I'm no Jedi, but I know the force. And that whole idea is going to allow them to create more stories. That doesn't mean you have to have a guy with a lightsaber who's right. a Jedi fighting another guy no. with a lightsaber who's a Sith. You know what I'm saying? Hence yep. the save last those, Jedi. Save those for the, <laughs> Save those for the numbered ones. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the thing is this, too, is uh, by doing that, by doing it that way, you allow yourself to have characters who don't necessarily have to be – now, again, I know they're making what the Han Solo prequel and the Boba Fett one and the whatever. Like, but you could actually make other movies that tie in to maybe during the Clone Wars or maybe it's yep, during yeah. – maybe, maybe it's the stuff that happened after Jedi but before – uh force awakens and again they don't have to be major players in the numbered movies if they're again they're if they're not part of that this particular story things can exist outside of the the problem was is and and i think this is part of what happens is people who are not you know who like star wars but are not hardcore star wars people right Kind of think of like, well, the story is this, and this is what it is, and it's da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and it's like, okay, but there's more than that. No, there's not. There's only three movies, and then there's six movies, and then there's whatever. You know, like they just don't know that the other things exist. And if you read the books or you read the comics, like I was, I'm reading the Darth Vader, the stuff that takes place after Star, after New Hope, but before Return of the Jedi. Right. When it's yeah, whole, it's, good it's really good. I, I I did the first six. I'm now reading the set, the next ones. I mean, they're really good, and it makes Vader into a total badass. You are know, like, but that's who Darth Vader should be. But people in their mind have a picture of what Darth Vader is because if they've only ever seen, let's say, let's say they even, didn't even see the prequels. They don't even know who Darth Vader is. They just know he's a guy, you know, kind of thing. They know him as, you know, what we saw in New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. By having the ability to have the Force be something bigger than, Just what makes Jedi's or you know Sith or whatever that that it brings it
3: back to that to that mystical level Mm -hmm, that you that you felt when you first see the first trilogy. It's It's... this huge thing. It's not just the small pocket. It's everywhere. Yoda tells us that you
0: know. Yeah, flows through you, around you, the rock, the tree, you, me. Cannot get your ship out. <laughs> it's like, Yoda, you're, you're a bastard, dude. Yes. Yes. When you're, when you're oh, old, oh, you're allowed to sleep. do that, you know. So.
3: He's <laughs> eight hundred. You can yeah. tell him nothing. Well, that's how uh, I but... <clears throat>
0: It's like it's like, I, I like well, the well, Maz Kanata has the with...
1: had her bar there for a thousand years. Yeah. That's just how long yeah. she's had that bar. So,
0: Well, I, I like the bit with uh, it's a meme with uh, Yoda and Doctor Who when eight hundred years old and so good you shall not look and he's like oh really you know <laughs> <laughs> depends on which doctor yes but uh, no I mean Jay's right by by introduce- the force doing force sensitive stuff it lets you gets back like you were saying Chris to treating it more like an actual. Mystical force, you know, as opposed to a yes. mystic force, you know, um, and uh, and and it allows you to tell stories that don't necessarily have to include the Sith and the Jedi, because as we can see from there are no Sith as far as we know, you know, as you said the Knights of Ren are something different, you know, there there is a Jedi, he's on a he's on an island, he's been on a on a rocky crag on a planet by himself for a long time. So we don't necessarily need those story elements for it to be Star Wars. You know, I mean, uh, you know, for, for a lot of people, a long time in the expanded universe, there were, you know, the books that were beloved had nothing to do with Sith and Jedi, you know, like I'm looking at you rogue squadron, you know, Uh, (laughs) and, and, and I, and those are, those are great stories. And a lot of people loved them. They had nothing to do with the conflict between the Sith and the Jedi. They just didn't. You know, the, the story that um, Guillermo del Toro was asked at a con, you know, like, hey, they're doing all these little Star Wars side stories. If you could do one, what would you do? And he said, OK, guys, don't report this because it's not actually ever going to happen. But what I would do would be the I would do the Godfather 2 with Jabba the Hutt. Oh, my God. And it's like, that oh, my would God, be amazing. <laughs> And But again, nothing to do with the Sith or Jedi. If you tell that story, right. Jabba, Jabba as a Hut is resistant to the force, but he otherwise doesn't care you know he's right. not interested in the politics of the empire he's not interested in the rebellion other than you know they're holding a smuggler that owes me
2: you know that right kind of right thing. so yeah you know so it's, it's all about it's the a, money he has the money he is owed and the money he needs to make
0: it's all about the money yeah. here right. come yeah. the money. People money, rolling money, there. money yeah with shane mcmahon's music playing in the background <laughs> like
3: the money. <laughs>
0: I'm a Doitorium! What? Hey, my, Jedi! My favorite character in Phantom Menace. Everybody loves Watto.
3: Watto and Sevaldo. Best two characters in the yeah, movie. Don't! don't
0: Why are you
2: waving your head? That doesn't you work on me. Kind of
3: Jedi, Jedi or something?
2: Yeah, yeah that's a no <laughs>
0: You know what's funny is that you know the the Trade Federation in the in the German dub of the Phantom Menace, the Trade Federation were given French accents.
3: Wee uh, wee, oui, oui, of course.
0: <laughs> if you if that doesn't if that's not like the most German thing since like 1941, I don't know really what it is. But anyway, I'll tell you I'll tell you one thing relating relating those two subjects. Real, again, when once you dial back in to the original trilogy, you can really amp up the space. Nazi uh, aspects of this, you know, you know, you've got the, I mean, even the story seems like it could have been recycled from a world war two type of movie. You know, the, the guy who used to work, for, you know, for the bad guys, you know, he left because he didn't agree with what they were doing. He gets pulled back in, you know, the wife gets killed, the daughter goes on the run, she joins the resistance. I mean, that you know, this didn't have to be out you of space, could, this could, could totally have been Germany see, and France. I
3: can totally see that as a French black and white World War II movie sure. now. Yeah, oh, you know, sure.
0: it, this could be this could be a Mademoiselle Marie story in DC Comics, if you want, you know. Yeah. We, so, and, and that's good, that's not a problem, you know, that, yeah, that uh, Kira, or Chris, you mentioned that before. Uh, about mentioning World War II movies, there's always been that strong connection, even going back to you know uh, Lucas taking footage of you know dogfights from World War II to do the oh, sure. the, the dogfights at the end of New Hope. So dogfights that, at fun. the end. Of this movie, wow, oh awesome. my gosh, we need to talk about that. Well, George, George Lucas has already said that he space, really man. likes
1: this film and was like nosing around it. So this, I mean, this one of all really the Star Wars the movies still, is kind of up his alley. Was...
0: I think the story was very engaging and, you know, it really embraced the mythological aspects of the film.
3: No, it was just a really good man yeah. on a mission war
2: movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm, I'm with you Harold. I was not expecting it to turn into, you know, um, a... a uh, Thirty seconds over Tokyo at the end of this. Yeah. I, mean, geez, I was like,
3: Holy quick. shit. I've been waiting for a space battle this good since Return of the Jedi.
0: It's it's yeah. uh,
1: it's almost as good as the dogfight fight at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's close.
0: Yeah. Well Unless and we the have... thing, and, it, and it's a lot but, like that and, in that and, we're, well, it's and, and again it's like Jedi in that we're splitting our attention. We've got the dog fight, and then they're actively trying to do something on the ground that impacts them up in space. And whereas yeah. in Phantom Menace, we get the same sort of setup. But they're, the two are not really related in no. the same way. It's be, it's the other way around in Phantom Menace. You know, they're trying to take out the control ship so that the droid army shuts down. That's not the same thing here as, okay, we've got a really, we, you know, we've got the huge epic space fight. But we're still waiting on something down there. We don't know if they're gonna pull it off or not. Which was, you
3: know, it, the st- the stakes were great, and it, it all just made so much sense. It's like, yeah, we can get the plans, but there's no way to get them out. The shield's gotta come down, and even if the shield comes down, we can't get the plans up there. So they're gonna have to be transmitted. Yeah, that's just that's how you structure a finale, man. Oh, oh God, and all the little bits during the space battle. It's like why wings u- being used the right way yes bombing yes <laughs> i was like oh and then bringing in red and uh gold leader
0: was With, like that's ar- and that's and that's archival footage of red and gold leader from I the know, original and it was great and it's then beautiful the,
3: the fact that they had this really schlubby red five
0: yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> like i was pissing my pants laughing when he got blown up i'm like well that's how luke gets there on the go. team i guess
0: yeah like, well, this and, and, is genius. well and and the use of the use of the archival footage of red leader and gold leader brought in that they, they it's new footage but it looks like it could be of of the tie fighter pilots which is always one of my favorite shots in new hope is when we see the looking in the cockpit at the tie mm-hmm. fighter pilots yeah. they wear their their tie fighter mat their tie pilot mass they have no emotion none they're like a machine in that cockpit you don't you can't read them at all and so we got that back and it's like oh man this was just and and again like I said, when I when I first saw the force field, it made me think of space balls. But by the time we were doing it, this fight, you're so engrossed in it. It's just so engaging and so crazy that you just you, you're just it's just you're just along for the ride. Oh, uh, can I say that a hammerhead
3: Corvette pushing a Star Destroyer oh, into yes. might be the one of the yeah. most iconic Star Wars visuals ever? Yes, that was unbelievable. I'm like, holy shit! It just shit it right in half. I'm like, this is great. And then it's there's something large and exiting hyperspace, and there's a fucking star destroyer, and it's like, oh, yeah. there goes a couple of rebel
0: ships. Yeah. Like, oh, everything <laughs> but about this. And and I I like that bit also yeah. here just because it 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 just tangentially reminded me of the the super star destroyer going down in Return of the Jedi, which is a personal favorite of mine. Oh, yeah. So I have the
2: same same yeah. type of idea. It's like, oh, this is This is so cool. I was okay, well, I, so excited about all of this. Right. I mean the thing is too to, to to have a another ship ramming a ship. Like it's not it's not a laser, they're not shooting lasers or not hitting with bombs. They're like, "What you got to do? Well, let's push it."
1: Yeah, and we need it over there. Like, okay, here's how we'll yeah. do this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. and, and it's, it's like, "Wow, that's awesome because that's exactly what you would do." Again, like in, in, in like in war, you yes. know, you're like, ah, oh, I need this to happen. Well, we don't have a picture perfect. Well, fuck, let's just get this. Like, that's how shit gets done. Yes. You know, kind of thing. Yes. It's, it's very blue collar. I, I always think of it like, like, um, you, 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 it's you know, very they, World they, like, War Two.
3: Yeah, right, I, you know I can saying, picture like, like, like them disabling alien. a German boat and then just getting yeah, a tug exactly. out there and just pushing it.
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, you know, well, yeah,
0: they'd load the it yeah, whole... In a World War Two movie, they'd have loaded it down with TNT. Yeah. Yeah. And pushed right, it into exactly. place, and then li- yeah. and then, then hit it with a torpedo, and to blow yeah. up a blockade of some kind.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it. It's it's just a very kind of like we gotta get this shit done. Like this, it's not gonna work if we not like. Well, let's try. No, let's just do what needs to get done. And by doing what needs to get done, it's a, it's more effective. And I think that reads more realistic. I think that again. We're talking about a space battle, but I think that reads to to the you know to the viewer as, like, well, they're desperate. They're they're the resistance. They don't have unlimited, you know, uh, supplies and unlimited whatever. They get it done with what they got, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. No, they're yeah. making the hard decisions of, like, all right, we're going to have to, uh, like, I don't know what the fate of that uh, that Corvette was.
3: but it The might, Hammerhead one? Yeah, I don't think it made it. I because, don't know either. You know, but it's but just, it might I mean, that's a, that's a it, pull from Rebels as well, I think.
1: Oh, that the, was the from Rebels. That's why I the I, hammerhead the hammerhead Corvettes came from Rebels. Right. Yeah. I I that's why I was flipping out in the movie because I'm like I recognize that from Rebels. I actually remember that being like remember seeing that in Rebels are good. Ooh, I like the idea the hammerhead Corvette. I like that that I I like the way that looks. And then to see it come out and actually perform its, it's function. Something was, yeah, I was I was in the theater punching Scott 2.0 in the arm, just like, look at that!
0: Look at that! Oh, now, man. now, let me let me ask the question, as we're talking about the Hammerhead Corvette. What do we think about the U-Wing? I liked it, man. Yeah, I like it, it. It, it. It's a
1: little weird that we don't see it ever again.
0: Like, there's a lot of like places where transport. it wouldn't turn up. Yeah. It, and, yeah, well, and, it is it, it's it's more like a transport right, ship. Right, right. So it's it, not, you, know, you know what it almost reminds me of because we do see the door gunners on it. It reminds the, me of like a Blackhawk. Their Blackhawk are even even earlier like a Huey in in Numb. You know, yeah. The guys no, with the guys no. riding on either side, just look, you know, just just riding along right above the tree line, that kind that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, it and it I got to like, see a three foot tall fuzzy guy shooting a mounted gun out of a Star Wars ship at an 18-18. <laughs> <laughs> and bringing it down, and then X-Wing's blowing it up as they fly by. Yeah. Well, that's
1: what I like also, is you get a little idea, like, the... the You get a little more idea in this, since it's a war movie, and you get to watch... There's a lot more war in it. You get to see, like, that they've thought out, like, the, when, when I saw the X-Wings coming, I'm like, ah, the X-Wings ain't gonna do much, you know, the, you know, because <laughs> I remember in Empire Strikes Back, but yeah, no, the... The X Wings are a bit have much powerful more powerful weapons than uh snow speeders do because well, you they know, it's, made short and, and work of them.
0: Well that that's the thing also is that you look at it from a again, you say it's a war picture, so you look at it from a war perspective. Well, you know, when you're establishing air superiority, you don't do that with one type of jet. Right. You know, if we're talking the real world, You need um now again, the current uh, the, the current um, you know uh, thinking in uh, for the United States is not this, but historically speaking, you need more than one plane in order to establish air superiority. You need the air superiority fighter, which in our case, I'm holding up to the microphone my little um, my uh, my son's little uh, Hot Wheels style X-wing. Okay, yeah. you need something like that that is able to go in and immediately establish air superiority because it's the most powerful item you have. But then you need you need a fighter bomber, you need a multi-role craft, you need something that is designed for speed, you need something that's designed for troop transport. So it fits all these roles yeah. is what we've established over. We have the fighter bomber with the Y-Wing. We have the one built entirely for speed with the A-Wing. We have a troop transport that can also be a support craft and can get pushed into you know some combat roles now with the U-Wing. You know, we have all these things. And and so it does, in fact, make a sort of a sort of, you know, tortured, circuitous way to making sense. You know, it's like, why are they still pumping the X-Wing, you know, uh, 18 years later in Force Awakens? Mm -hmm. Like, well, you know what? How long did we ride the F-15? For a long time. A long damn time because it was an air superiority fighter. And if you've got that, you're going to keep on that platform. So it makes and, and obviously, you know, it's all that thing, spare parts and Spare parts, and all it's easier to, for the old guys to teach young guys to fly. Uh, and... I'll, I'll, you'll have to excuse me. By saying that, I'm required now to say a line from RoboCop. Spare parts for years! Who gave a shit if it worked? Anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Dick! <laughs> You're fired. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so again, it, it uh, I I re- I liked the U-wing in 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 it playing its role, and I thought it was a uh, it was a neat looking ship, and it continued with the idea of having something different and a new kind of class of ship. Each film seems to have to introduce at least one new ship or class of ship. That's well, theirs. You know, just the
3: the way that they're tying this into the current canon with, with rebels being a part of it. Every ship that the rebels get every snub fighter that they get is like hard won. Like that's a point that they make on that show. Nothing yeah. is coming easy. If they want to pick up a couple of ships, there's well, yeah, no guarantee. They don't, they don't have get a factory
0: them. churning yeah. them out somewhere. You know. Yep. Yeah. They they don't. Yeah. They don't have a, a foundry world pumping out Tie right, fighters right. or something like that.
3: Right. I mean, that, for yeah. crying out loud, they, they did an episode where they pick up Hobby and Wedge, and it's like this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this, 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 everything that they... I I liked the old expanded universe, I did, but then it, it got up its own ass. Yeah. It got way too way too much. What they're doing now with the way they're tying everything together intentionally as as a unified product is. So gratifying to
0: me. Love But it. I also enjoy the fact that as someone who does not watch Star Wars Rebels, I was not confused in any way while watching this. No, no. there was, there there's was nothing, nothing in this nothing that, that I had to watch Rebels for.
1: No rebel any rebels the Rebels references were all just like, Oh look, there's a spaceship, Background. there's Chopper, you know. Right,
0: yeah. Like I, I recognize Chopper and because I've seen enough to know Chopper, but it's not like yeah, Sagrera is
1: more of a Clone Wars reference at this point because he wasn't even, even in Rebels. But even at this then, point.
0: but even then, they they don't they don't just have Sagrera and you're supposed to know who he is. Right, right. You know, yeah, they, you they get they enough of us. who he is from. What I they haven't talk about. seen the Clone
1: yeah. Wars with Sagrera in it. And, it's good. and I'm fine.
0: And, well, he's, and, and, he's and very and, rough. I, and and let let me correct my statement. They they don't tell you. They show you who Sagrera yes. is. Which is another, again, a strength of this. And you know, of of the of the criticisms, fair and unfair, leveled at the cl- at the prequels, one of them is is that Lucas likes to tell you things rather than show you things in the prequels. This film, wh- whether you agree with that or not, this film doesn't do that. It has there a are times where they, it has a couple of times where they tell you, but they do a lot of showing too. Oh yeah, you know. And on, and, on a uh, second and,
1: viewing, I I definitely saw a couple points. There were a couple points where characters were telling you, were telling other characters, you know, what they just did, and it's like, okay. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And we saw that. uh, And and the other thing, Chris, I'm surprised it hasn't come up here, but as soon as I saw it, I immediately thought of you and Scott Gardner talking about this many moons ago on an old uh, episode of Star Wars Monthly Monday, but we got Castle Vader. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, that's,
1: I think, my theory is Castle Vader is going to be the element from Rogue it One that back in that we see in, in the in in one of the next two numbered movies cuz Castle yeah. Vader is way too fucking cool to oh, just yeah. waste on that one scene. Need... What's interesting yes.
0: is that this you is know where I
3: birth to death. Let's uh let me put my castle here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well you notice that that's the only planet that doesn't get a caption. Yes. Mustafar. And and the reason for that is they, they yeah, he said it he's like, Well, if I put Mustafar on the screen, everyone's gonna know exactly who's showing up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's like I'm gonna give him a little bit of a surprise. Although you know? yeah,
1: but I'll as soon as I saw that castle I knew who was showing yes. up,
0: you know. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: It was all black. I, I mean come on, <laughs> it's either the Emperor or Vader. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I just I yeah, I love that the whole trio of sequences with Vader. Not as much the middle sequence with with it with his with his pun. I like the pun. No. The, I like no, the it, pun, pun too. Already I, already li- I like I like it too. And far. I think they did it for a reason to make the to to make the final scene even more stand out but like being right now just so steeped in clone wars and rebels seeing that first scene with with Vader in his bacta bath or or meditation yeah. bath or whatever it was immediately put me in the frame of mind of like
3: oh there's Anakin you know
1: yeah this, that's this not, is him that, without the machinery
3: he's, 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 yeah. he's completely broken people forget that it's he's, like yeah you see him without is, his helmet a few times this
1: is the broken Anakin and then then we see him he's got to get out of his bath where he was probably dreaming of being a human and meditating and like probably the only time he's warm and comfortable and happy and in in his nice little mood He's got to get out of the goddamn thing to deal with Krennic. Get his arms
0: and
3: legs reattached and put
1: on it's the like, leather. Yeah. It's like yeah.
0: It, never, it, it never fails. You're in the tank and there's a ring of the door. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep.
3: And then he's got to go
1: deal with this mid level dick bag. And so he just fucks <laughs> oh, with him, Krennic's tells awesome, him a joke. Man.
2: I love it. T- tells well, him a it, joke. But, and and it, I'm
1: like, this is, this I can still, like, I can see the Anakin in him. And then when he gets to the last scene where he's tearing through it, I'm still seeing Anakin, but I'm seeing the broken, lost, completely, the Anakin that they were setting up in Episode 3 and all through... Like, when he was tearing through there, I'm watching it and I'm like, this is like watching Anakin tear through an army of droids in the Clone Wars series. right? Only now he's doing it against real humans uh, as the good guys and we never really ever got to see in the movies right right and 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 it was it was
0: brilliant i thought well and the thing also with with uh, vader telling the joke to krennic how much of that is that's his persona as darth vader yeah yeah no no that's it's yeah it's expected yes that not only will because darth vader will choke a bitch okay no questions asked and and, and
1: and and this guy met darth vader darth vader made a joke but this guy was on his knees fearing, you know, about to yeah. die from being choked out for, while it was happening. I, so
3: Yeah, I know people complained about the joke, but to me it's no different than the joke after Apology Accepted. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's like, it's the same thing.
3: Anakin's <laughs> a prick,
0: man. He's, yeah. I mean, he, he he field promotes guys by killing the dude standing next to you, for the love of God. I
3: mean That way they can only fail you once. It's a yeah. very smart doctrine. <laughs>
0: It's right up there with the Tarkin Doctrine, and I do love that that they bring that out. They bring yeah, back the a, Tarkin Doctrine manifesto. Oh my gosh, that was great. And and I had a I had, I had a buddy of mine that I used to I used to game with, and he was a huge Grand Moff Tarkin fan, and he loved the Tarkin Doctrine. So that they that they brought that back, and that is now official, officially official. Fear officially.
3: instead of uh, fear of
0: of violence instead of violence itself. Yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> you, would prefer, you would prefer another target a military target name the system so you know that that, that, Man, I love
3: that. and ready
0: yeah you <laughs> got to say it again which was awesome yeah yeah oh god i, I said it I, well and that thing.
1: actually added to the second fire the episode four firewood ready because you could just tell that he, it was like the biggest ego trip for him he was like I'm going to say fire when ready every time,
0: because I'm Grand Moff and, Target, and, uh, we got, and this gives me and a we boner. Got the, uh, and we got the commence primary ignition guy also, who yep. I love, the Death Star gunner. Yeah. And, and the, the two guys the, with
3: no rails next to them.
0: The two poor dudes standing out there with no rails. Space OSHA is gonna have a field day with this. Oh, those guys! That... Those
3: guys are fucking infertile right now.
1: Sure. Sure. the
0: first
3: After the Senate was disbanded, you know it was dis- disbanded immediately after that. Space Fucking OSHA. OSHA.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know, when, when Space you're in the Empire, OSHA. You, who is, I mean, who is Space OSHA going to report you to? I mean, other members of the Empire, what are they going to do? Nothing, that's what. So... No, but the the uh, one of my a, a gif I have that I use all the time on my fancy football league because across the streams a little bit is the Death Star Gunner reaching up and pulling his hand down like he's a trucker about to pull the horn and it says "Commence primary ignition." So I was so happy <laughs> to see "Commence primary ignition" come back. Also, a great card in the old Star Wars collect uh, trading card game back in the '90s. "Commence primary ignition." So, oh uh, yeah, that like I said, this hits all the buttons. But it's not just nostalgia. It tells a, a hell of a good story on top of and it, and it gives a great reason why they were actually able to blow up the Death Star. Yes, which was a fantastic retcon. Mm-hmm. That good old Mads Mikkelsen there put it put it in there on purpose, which uh, I like Mads Mikkelsen. I'm, I'm actually uh, I, I I think I can't think of anything I've seen him in that I didn't like him in. Um, most a lot of viewers will probably remember him as Le Chiffre from uh, Casino Royale, yeah. which he was fantastic in. You know. But he's or, I mean, Hannibal. He does, or Hannibal, yeah, as well, Hannibal. Um but he's, you know, he doesn't he's not in this a lot because of the nature of his character, but you know, he's one of those guys that he's got a lot of important scenes when he is there. Yeah. And uh, I think and, and I I said I like Mads Mikkelsen and it's interesting to see because to me he's a recognizable guy, you know. Yeah, well in the circles that we travel in, yeah. Right. right, but, right. I'm to, but you know, but to to uh, you know, Johnny and Jim, Johnny and Jane film goer is Mads Mikkelsen is he? Oh, he's that guy from Casino Royale, or he's that guy from Hannibal. He's not necessarily. Oh, that's Mads Mikkelsen, you know. Yeah, and it's they even got with... his. They even got his
3: brother in the Star Wars galaxy now doing Thrawn on Rebels.
0: Yeah, like this is awesome. <laughs> I just love that Thrawn is on Rebels. That's amazing and too. And it's a. Right it's there.
3: a. It honestly, I'm not a huge fan of the Thrawn character in the books. In the Rebels show, it's, it's an improvement. It might
1: be a better. It might be a better version. I just read the comics adaptation of the Timothy Zahn books and. And I was like, all right, okay, I see what Tro- uh, Thrawn's deal is, <laughs> uh, but, you know, he really wasn't, is, like, I'd heard him, like, as being, like, just deathly effective, and he was good, but he was good at just getting him to the point where everybody would slip through his fingers and be like, ah, but I'm still working my plot. This was all part of my plot. Yeah,
0: he only, he only really succeeds, really, the one time when they've got the big, um, I forget what they call them, the, uh, the big, um, um, stormtrooper armors that can do EVA and oh, they steal right, all the ships yeah. and all that. I forget, what are the, do you remember what those were called, Hero, in um... the Thrawn books? You know what I'm talking about. They're the big ones that they can. They're they're. It's like an armored stormtrooper outfit that's oh, able to do man. EVA on its own. I forget what um, they're called, but I can't remember. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, but you know that. I mean, Thrawn. Thrawn notwithstanding, I I do agree with with Hero though that uh, Krennic, for a mid level guy, you know, who constantly gets his, you know, get gets his, uh, you know, get, has to deal with all this crap. He's th- this is his thing. Lay off the mask. It's my thing. <laughs> and, and everybody's trying to screw with him over his thing. And in the end he loses his thing, but he's going to get, you know, he's, he's, he's going to get, it's like, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to get the people that screwed this up for me. You know? I I mean, again, he's, he, he, like you said, he's a bag of dicks, Uh, Chris, you said that earlier and I agree with that. He is, but we've all worked for or worked with somebody like that. Oh yeah. You know? And and usually exactly what happened well not exactly but the same sort of thing happens to them as it happened to him whatever their great idea is somebody who's better smarter and otherwise able to better manipulate the system takes credit for it anyway so you know I, I mean not 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 sad he won't be coming back because as you said bag of dicks but you know I thought he was a a good villain considering that a lot of the story the conflict doesn't necessarily come from him. It comes really from Jin and Cassian, and and I think it's interesting that we've gone for over an hour here, and we I, I think this is the f- first time we've mentioned Jin Urso. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's, that, I don't know. What honestly, that makes
1: she's not that interesting of a character. I don't think. You know. I mean, I like all the characters in it. I think they didn't make them especially charismatic or super likable because they knew they were going to kill them off and they they made them more just identifiable and you know well they made the robot and Chirrut you know completely yeah. lovable characters and uh everybody else was sort of you know I'm not I, I don't want to say they were bad characters because they were not but they were S- Star Wars versions of the stock characters of a uh, you know a World War 2 resistance film so which I totally, you know, that's what I would want them to do with this, you know. Uh, and if, if another thing I've said in like the the other seven hours of Rogue One comment, you know, <laughs> commentary I've done is um, if if you were to really developed their character, if you would go and be like, okay, let's give everybody an arc and develop everybody really fully and make them really likable, so you really feel it when they all die. It would have been a three and a half hour movie, you know. So, yeah. I uh, I like that they kept it kept it slim and the characters workmanlike. It was a workmanlike story. It was a workman. It was it was you know what they had to get done is a plot. You know, it's a it's a I mean, it's a scheme. So that's yeah. what the, it's about. It's about how how can they do this impossible scheme, and if you can work in the more nuance and characters that you could work in on that while that's happening that's great and i think they worked just the right amount you know just the right amount in for the formula to 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 really get it going if they would have put too much more into the characters i think it would have slowed things down and and muddied up the waters you know i i like that like you can sort of see where each of these characters are coming from just from when you first meet them from their, you know, Jin gets a little backstory in the beginning, but, um, you know, you can just sort of get a character sketch with them and then run with it, you know, and I'm fine with that, you know. This, this was made, as a matter of fact, I expected this movie to be more of a toss-off, and then when it was done, I was like, wow, that just, like, carved its place into the storyline of, you know, between episode three and episode four, really well. Did not expect that. I expected like, uh, uh, maybe like if they had done a full issue story in Star Wars Tales or something like that. You know, that's what I was sort of, that's what I was sort of expecting, and I would have been very happy with that. And I think they put in enough extra to. And the second time around, I really liked the music a lot better too. I I think they did a really good job for. Having such a short time to to do that soundtrack, of of making it evocative of Star
2: Wars without being like slavishly Star Wars, yeah, it was good. So the one of the things uh, I just had a little note here. Did you know? Obviously, uh, when they're they're showing uh, Jin when she's a little girl, she has a stormtrooper doll, right? Her doll there, like I want the blue milk and everything. So think back to Force Awakens uh what is what does uh ray have she has a rebel, rebel pilot rebel doll, doll. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is i thought was kind of funny uh not funny maybe it's a nice little kind of callback that i like i guarantee people kind of missed unless you really are into this stuff well I here's just the I'm thing like, oh
1: we don't a- we don't know there could be ties in already to episode eight in rogue one well we
2: just I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying there's not well, there was one of the theories going around was that Jin is Ray's mom, and I'm like,
1: well this wipe, like, this movie wipes that yeah. out
2: yeah yeah dude, All dude, I'm dude, is, dude, I like I like, uh, right, like, <laughs> I'm like unless she unless she got real busy when she was in the you know uh you know between the ages of like four and nineteen when we see her like and then popped the baby out secretly and whatever like it's it doesn't make yeah. sense like you know, but but that was everyone's like, oh, that's what they should have done. It's like, okay, look, like I'm not saying that. Uh, what's his face? Um, oh crap! The uh, uh, Finn is not Lando's kid down the line, but it it, ca- it can't all be the same families, guys. It can't just be one lineage. Like, there's got to be other people in this thing. It's like everyone great, wants it. All- it's a, yeah,
0: it's a great big universe out there, you know. That's what I was right. gonna say. If exactly. they,
1: if they made Finn Lando's son. I'm not one to well, cry. Was... Ra- I'm not one to cry racism, but there's more than one black guy in in the well, galaxy. That, that, was, <laughs> that,
0: that was like, you know, I mean, remember Samuel Jackson was rumored to play Grando Calrissian. Oh, <laughs>
3: <for> Christ's <sighs> sake.
2: I think if think like Say what ha, you
0: want. Say what you want about Mace Windu. Still yeah. a better call than Grando Calrissian. <laughs> oh, no. <Yeah. laughs> so although, like, I don't I mean, know. I think know, I can learn what, to you know live with Grando like. it, almost like, it almost sounds like a Japanese guy trying to say Lando. Grando, Grando. Calrissian. Oh, jeez.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm not saying that, having, <laughs> that if, if Finn's grandfather was mace windu that that's a horrible thing because that might explain like why you know whatever but the thing is like it's just there's gotta be more like as soon as as soon as they had uh um you know the idea that Jin is the lead because I mean, she gets lead billing and you know saying that she's the lead in this movie, you know, kind of thing. That's what she gets billed as. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's going to be Ray's mom." And then they put the pictures up of them and kind of they like, the way their hair styled and with their face, like, "Oh, they look alike." I'm like, "It had better not be." Oh no, I am pregnant. Let me have this child. Oh no, now the movie <laughs> like like. Basically, you don't
0: want the end of Spartacus, is what you're saying. Yes, so. exactly. I am Spartacus.
1: So. No, Spartacus. they're, they're, gotta, they're handling it. i got a package
0: Doritos they... here for Spartacus. I am Spartacus. <laughs> I am Spartacus. I, am Spartacus. So, I mean, I hate to say this. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to besmirch Felicity Jones at all, but you take any two, you know, uh... Uh, you know, dark haired British yeah. actresses of the same age. They're going to look a little similar. I'm just yeah. saying.
2: I agree. I agree but I'm saying is, <laughs> it was all these people just trying to like read all this. The movie doesn't like, meanwhile, the movie doesn't drop at that point for like, like two months. And they're trying to like read everything they possibly can. this is going to happen. And this is going to this, and this is going to, it's like, okay. Like, how about we just wait till the movie comes out and we no, see can't that? Do no, can't
0: do it. You no, can't do it. That. It's a closet industry of this, and <laughs> I should say a basement industry. But you know that might be stereotypical of me. I'm not in a basement, damn it. I'm in a my- playroom with a desk. But the you know, <laughs> and I and I agree with you. Not not everything has to tie together. It's you know one of the and and you know if you a gentle listener go and dig back into the archives of the aforementioned and dearly missed Star Wars Monthly Monday. You know, Marvel Comics mined all sorts of stuff that had absolutely nothing to do with the Skywalkers or the Kenobis because they had to. And and a lot of that stuff is is pretty darn good because of that. Because they had to be a little more creative and not just rely on those same familial relations and all that to tell the stories and to introduce the characters. I
1: mean, Dark, Dark Horse, I think most of what Dark Horse... Yeah. Did didn't have to do with the the Skywalker. Some of outside it outside of
0: outside of Dark Empire and stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah,
1: they right. they had some stuff and then they started the their version of Marvel Star Wars, you know, pre- right and and then okay, that was sort of following the same tack as the Marvel one. But yeah, for but they had yeah, they and like they were having like Dark Horse had characters coming out of uh who were in a couple Marvel Tales stories and then people liked them and started, you know, showing up in other things and Yeah. And
0: stuff like that. And, so that's yeah. I mean, and, that's and the me thing the... is
1: you've got that whole galaxy
0: to play in. Yeah. And and to me the thing about about Jin is it's almost by design that she doesn't she, she has a personality, she has her opinions and her thoughts and her feelings, and we get to see that, but it's almost by design that she's almost sort of low-key about it, because she's been, you know, she, she's been in, in and out of prison, she's had various aliases, she's not someone who's going to open up, you know, this isn't like, um, you know, we, we went on this one mission, we're family now! No, that, I, don't, I don't think Jen feels that way about anyone, <laughs> you know, maybe the real treasure is friendship, you know, but yeah, the no. treasure is not friendship. So, you know, so I, I like Jin, but she is in a lot of ways, kind of a blank slate. And part of me wonders how much of that is intentional. How much of that is making Jin, you know, not so have such a strong personality that, you know, um, Okay, I'm 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 going to speak plainly here. That female viewers can't project certain characteristics onto her in order to maybe like her better, maybe want to be like her, maybe be more interested in her and be want to follow on and, and buy more Star Wars merchandise. You know, I mean that that was the that was the accusation leveled at Rey um, by you know certain certain uh, segments of the fandom. Uh, and that that may be the tame way of putting it with what some of the things that were said about Ray. I haven't heard that about Jin, but and and that's fine. I I think it fits her character. You know, one of the talking about Gareth Edwards. You know, in Godzilla, he was criticized for the main character being well, he doesn't have much of a personality. It's like well, he's a soldier. Yeah. he's not. You know, he he's not a. His dad was the one with all the personality. He's he's a guy that does his job, wants to get home and see his family, just a regular guy. I think Jen, if left to her own devices, would kind of fade into the background and avoid any, as many people as she could. Yeah. So she doesn't put herself out there. We don't... You know, the only time we see any emotion is when dealing with her dad, you know, when she sees the video or, you know, stuff... Or when, obviously, in the flashbacks and stuff like that. Yeah,
3: she's, she's She's
0: been hardened by all this, you know? Yeah,
3: she doesn't have that change of heart until her dad goes bye-bye. Well, as,
1: as soon as Clone Wars started... Star Wars pretty much acknowledged PTSD. <laughs> like Clone Wars, like pl- flat out starts talking about you know the trauma of being in battle and how it takes its toll on you, and all these guys are damaged. You know they're damaged and traumatized. They're constantly, you know, that it's a kind of thing like these the, these guys are will they they will form instant alliances with each other. And might even start getting to the point where they joke around with each other, but they know it's the walking dead. They know that person next to them is probably, you know, is most likely based on their past experience, just going to end up dead, you know, sometime at some point. So they, you know, you you can't get too attached to anything, you know, and and then this. You know, the, the events of Rogue One give them all like the the sort of last chance to to at redemption, at to do something like here's something that we can do that'll that'll really count and it's it's like Gardner and I were saying. Then what do you do if you live at the end of Rogue One? Right. You go yeah. into retirement, and then you become an alcoholic and die of liver space liver cirrhosis. You know,
3: <laughs> or space herpes.
1: You know, yeah, having horrible nightmares and not being able, you know, tortured sleep for the rest of your life. You know, it's so you know they they got a good dignified out. You know, and yeah. an out from their misery, if you want to get it. Like
0: pressing about it. <laughs> so what what you're saying is, in fact, it is better to burn out than fade away.
1: Right, I have something on, to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it in the what was it? was that Def Leppard or was that Quiet Riot? It was Def Leppard. I'm Def saying Leppard. it in the Def Leppard Kirk... way and not the Neil Young way.
3: I was talking about it as the Kurgan. Yeah. When he walks into the church yeah. with his hedge, I am in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> hi i'm candy of course you are
0: so <laughs> b- b- I, b- before we get out of this remember I just... that was all clancy brown was known for was being the kurgan eh. i love him i'm no, glad no, he shows no, up I, all the I time do too, but i'm saying remember remember like before he played lex Luthor, and everybody yeah. knew him as, as the kurgan and he now the... it's like oh clancy brown everybody just loves clancy brown now so how can you I'm not saying, I, agree, I don't I'm, even I'm know not, what the I'm hell a kurgan is He's but the I bad actually, guy
3: in the original Highlander.
1: Oh, Rick shithouse
3: with the three. I four. do know who
0: the Kurgan is and
3: that kills gotta, that and... that kills the rebel pilot that finds Han Solo and Luke in Empire Strikes okay. Back. That's funny.
0: You got to understand is that I I saw I watched uh, you know, Superman the animated series before I saw Highlander, so I knew Clancy Brown as like oh this is the guy from Highlander he's playing Lex Luthor I was like oh okay it's like Lex Luthor's playing the bad guy in Highlander cool so. <laughs> So I
1: was going to well, say, but, but before we get out, I'll, I'll, I'll put in my two cents on my second viewing. Cause it's more of like, I just got a good story for my second viewing. I went on new year's <laughs> Eve with, I went on new year's Eve with Scott McGregor and our friend Matt, Matt Keller, who we've made friends with just from talking to on Facebook. And, uh, you know, we went, we went to see, uh, we did a, uh, five minute freak with him on, um, uh, Dr. Strange and, uh, so, we get, to the movie, we get to the movie theater close by to our house, it's maybe like 3-4 three, three, miles down the road at the most, you know, just a straight line from our house, it's the easiest theater to get to, and it's the loudest theater in town, so, and it's usually empty, it's not a very popular theater, but we went on New Year's Eve, And I think we were going for like a five o'clock show. Well, the the area that it's in is this is this neighborhood called Pittsford, sort of an upper middle class, middle age to like holy shit, how old are you, like uh, Jewish population. So it's like. A lot, lot of old, like, we go there, and all of a sudden we see on the the doors all these pieces of paper that say this show of this sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out, and it was all, um, what was that musical?
2: La La Land. La La
1: Land. It was all La La Land was sold out and all the Jackie, because, because all the people in Pittsburgh, all the old all, all the old couples in Pittsburgh were planning their night out, and they were like, we'll go to a movie. And then we'll get out of the movie, go to dinner, and then, you know, we'll go to bed before the fireworks. But they were like, we'll go to, you know, that La La Land or that Jackie movie because we just heard, you know, we just saw on the Today Show, that you know, the roundup of the year's best or whatever. And those are, those are going to be real good movies. So, so they sold them out. So they were all standing, like, they were dressed. They were, everybody was all dressed up. And they're all walking up to the movie theater thinking, we're just going to go to the movies and their movies sold out. And we could literally hear all these old couples going, what are we going to do? And then we go in the movie theater and they've got them sat like the airlines on benches in case people who have reserved, you know, through the internet tickets don't show up. So they're all waiting for their, you know, second, second go at it. So they were all buying rogue, rogue one tickets. So it went from probably like 15 people in the Rogue One theater to a packed theater full of people who went to see La La Land going to see Rogue One. And, you know, so I'm sitting next to uh, my friend Matt Keller, and on the other side of me is an old couple, and the previews start running, and they must have known that it was New Year's Eve because it wasn't all the nerd movies. It was stuff like um, A Dog's Purpose and, and things like that, and all these terrible just like hackneyed mainstream, you know, date movies and comedies and they're all next to me going like Oh, oh, that looks oh, that looks really good. And you know, meanwhile we're just like wow, look at that piece of shit. So then I'm like, ah, oh, I wonder how Rogue One is gonna go over went over gang busters. That crowd was getting played that crowd was reacting to every, you know, everything that... Every laugh, every everything except for, like, the real, like, nerdy Star Wars Easter eggs. But they were... They were wrapped up in the beats of the movie, and when we were leaving, they were actively talking about it and excited about it and just like, wow, that was a really good movie, blah, blah, blah. So... (laughs) Pretty, pretty, pretty similar to your to your dad's experience. So yeah, I I, I was I was very impressed with Rogue One's um, ability to to um, impress a whole audience full of old Jewish people who were set to see some nice singing and dancing and romance, and then Bobby, meanwhile very... saw everybody killed by the Death Star and walked yeah, out right. still liking it.
2: Well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I mean, my dad. He my dad does like Star Wars and all that stuff like that. Uh, he's not. I mean, he'll. I guarantee you, when Lala La Land comes out, I'm sure they'll. My parents will see it. I've heard like it's, a it, the it it's a good movie. You know, I'm. I'm sure. it's a good Right. Exactly. Because they'll want to see. Because it's an Academy Award movie kind of thing like that. They're like, all right. But my dad certainly was never going to want to go see Lala La Land over uh, Rogue One. Right. Uh, kind of thing. I mean, we're. My dad's already very, very excited to. Um, and this is. How, I mean, I showed him the 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 the, uh, the the Logan trailers. He's like, "This looks good," and he's oh, like, yeah, "I'm like, yeah, I, I, right? I'm,
1: I'm then, hope I'm not letting myself get too like hope too much and hoping that it blows my expectations right. away."
2: Right. What I'm saying is, but like you know, so my my dad's not looking to go see like anything right. artsy, whatever kind of thing. Uh, I mean, you know, he's he's no, kind of These key.
1: were the kind yeah. of yeah, so these...
2: very different kind of pe- people than right. my dad. But I'm but i but the thing is this though is that uh, and I think and then that's one of the, the you know, Edwards is able to draw you in. He makes you care about these characters, even if you know they're going to die. Even if you didn't know they're going to die, they do die. You know, kind of thing. He makes you care about them. He makes you care about. I mean, the robot uh K2SO, right? 2 so yeah. I mean, he – I mean, again, he's a robot, but if he sounds like an autistic person, like to not be mean, but it's true. Like the way he says things like, you're going to die. Like, yeah, completely blunt. And you care about his death. The robot dies. And you like – it breaks you. You're like, Oh my god, he's doing such a well, horrible thing. He's a robot.
1: His death was <laughs> the know, most god. emotional death in the whole movie for me anyway. Yeah. For for it seemed for like the audience. The audience was yeah, visibly yeah. upset. Yeah.
3: Chariot Chir- Chir- Bays going out. Yeah.
1: yeah. Sheridan
0: well, Chir- so, Bays was tough. Yeah. Well, but, but, I mean, yeah, but
1: the he... robot was just so brutal. It was just like bay, 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 you know, he was flames were coming out of his insides.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Alan Tudick, He can't manage to be on a TV show for more than a season, but he's in like a ton of huge yeah. movies.
1: Ah, see, yeah. I would I'd rather do that. I'd rather be as many different characters as possible.
3: This is the second time he's been a robot. He was Sunny, and I'm a robot. Oh,
1: yeah. I would be robot. I would be robots as many if I could. If yeah. I could make a career out of being robots and monkeys, I would.
2: Robots and monkeys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd a Nothing would be even better if you could be a robot monkey. Then yeah, then retire
2: after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this week, would only go down after that. It's, it's like the Kane Hackman theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little PCU reference. Oh god. This is my thesis. I can stop watching T V No oh, <laughs> Pinza Needles, needle, Needles, a Needle. <laughs> oh God. Oh, anyway, yeah. So I mean I think I think the thing is this and uh just so give you a little peek behind the curtain here. Um Just a peek. You know, you know, yeah we we normally talk about you know i mean we we're we're in the midst of the nightmare on Elm Street series we're in the midst of you know talking about you know Andrew. hammer films and we've covered you know uh um you know Friday the um Friday the 13th kind of stuff and we talk all about all that kind of stuff on on you know here kind of thing we talk about all these different uh you know uh, like phantasm and all like that like these are horror movies and you're thinking like why are these guys talking about you know I, I mean obviously honeywell you've done other things here you know chris you're on different shows and stuff mm-hmm. too you know what i'm saying like and you're like well why would this crew need to do this and um i just threw it out there as a suggestion i said we should you know we probably should talk about this because i know we all enjoy these kind of movies and i know sometimes um it is uh looked upon that maybe we aren't you know as well-versed in certain things, or some of us, I should say, not all of us, we, we, some of us aren't as well-versed in other things, and we couldn't possibly appreciate a movie, you know, in the Star Wars universe, uh, because, you know, we're not, you know, necessarily as big a Star Wars fan as some people.
1: Nobody's eyes people popped out in this movie.
2: That's true, they didn't. Uh, <laughs>
1: you
2: know, I'm just saying is, it just seems like it was kind of like, you know, that kind of, oh, maybe you guys, I'll be honest with you, is... Uh, um, you know, for those who maybe don't, you know, who listen to us on the Vault, which is awesome, and maybe haven't checked out other stuff, or do listen to all our other stuff, we always appreciate that. Uh, it's you know, we we kind of hit on a lot of different things, and we do reference things all the time, and like there's always those little you know silliest sides we do and whatever. Uh, but I think what, what, what it comes down to is when you're a fan of film, in just, just film, like you able to watch a movie and get engrossed in it and whatever, whether it's uh, you know, a horror movie or a fantasy movie or a drama, whatever it might be, if you can ad- appreciate a film, I think that's sometimes, you know, even though you might talk about one thing a lot, like, like I mean, I really, really, really like pro wrestling. I do. I've liked pro wrestling a long, long time. People are like, oh, you like it? It's so fake. I'm like, wow. But you're going to watch, like, reality TV? That's your choice. I don't make fun of it. I just don't like it. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay to like different things and to still actually like other things. I don't know. It just kind of struck me as... Well, you guys know this, you, yeah. you know, but it's just well, different.
3: I, so, I love Star Wars. I'll go toe to toe with anybody on Star Wars trivia pertaining to the movies and the TV shows any day of the week. Well,
2: what so. I'm saying is this: it's, I mean, what I, what I've when when there's like when there's you know um, other gatherings of people there tends to be a lot of the same voices are, are in there, and I'm not yeah. saying that's a bad thing, and I'm, but I'm saying there tends to be a lot of the same voices in there, and, and and that's great. I mean, if you guys want us to talk Star Trek, like, if it ain't, you know, I mean, I, I've seen all the Star Trek movies, is, but I don't... This is the
1: fourth but, Rogue One um, podcast I've been on, and each right. one has been completely... I've I, Now, I've been guilty of repeating myself a few times, but, like, the, the, the like, different groups of people or like well one was one on one with Hope, one was one on one with Gardner and I think one was with um McGregor and a and a and a bunch of other people. It's been each one has been like completely different, you know. Right. And like yeah, And I think and, that's and important it, when though, you suggested too. this I was just like, oh my god Well I know I know I, I, I kinda I I kinda already knew what Hero felt about it 'cause he he saw it like right at the same time I did. Oh, yeah. I was very Sorry, day interested won what them Jack and Eddie boys are going to think. Right. Because you guys come from a different point of view than, you know, vast, you know, there's, there's just so like the, the differences between us and Mm -hmm. like myself and like Hope Mullinex, you know, and we were having a conversation of it with a lot of context in a lot of the context of like clone wars and, and rebels and stuff like that. And we and can—that's
2: the context they should be having, it because you guys, right. you guys talk about on—that's on, uh, what the, our show uh, about. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. And I think, I think the important thing is this: is that, uh, um, and and whether and whether people you know like you know what we normally do with our horror stuff and whatever—that's that's therefore you don't have to like horror movies, but that there's you got to sometimes get you know like hearing different people talk about the same film. Sometimes you're like, oh man, I never thought of it that way. Like, oh, okay. Like there are plenty of times when like, I'll talk to people like at work, uh, you know, everyone, anytime there's a movie coming out that might be, uh, you know, not drama, like it's going to be horror, science based, whatever. They always come to me like, Jay, what do you know about this? And I'm like, am I the only guy you talk to? Like their entire, they have no opinion and they're looking for my opinion to help them. I'm like, well, maybe you should watch it. And then you can ask me, like, you know, you, Talk to me about it after, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's about. I'm like, well, why don't you spend five minutes and go figure it out, you know, kind of thing? Because have a have an opinion and let's have a discussion. Because th- I think that's what we do. I think that's sometimes come too. Again, we also, uh, you know, certain movies. I can definitely say when we like our like when we had our um, like when you was, I think you picked it right, uh, *Honeywell and Martin*, right? When we talked about Martin, right? Clearly, you liked Martin. And it's a movie you picked and whatever. And I did not enjoy the movie as much as, you know, whatever. And it was totally fine because we both had our opinion on what it was. And it wasn't like you're wrong and I'm right or vice versa. It was, you know, I liked this part of it, but I didn't like this. And it's okay to have that. And I think that's what fosters good discussion. I think sometimes the the Mobius strip of conversation that occurs, um, you know, if you're not with, if, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're not down with that, I got two words for you kind of thing, you know, and it's well, like, and,
0: and the, the, you know, I, I can probably encapsulate, I think what you're trying to say here, Jay, because yeah. I had, I had a two true freaks listener many years ago, and I will not name names because that's, this is not what this is about. Tell me to shut up while talking about comics because I was just that Godzilla guy. <laughs> so, and, and it's like, oh Okay, I didn't realize that – I I filled out an application and I put, only thing I know jack and shit about is Godzilla. Right. And the only thing I'm allowed to have opinions about is Godzilla. So, you know, it's like that's – Hey, know your role. Know your role, (laughs) shut your mouth. Mm. So, you know, it's like – He said that at graduation too. (laughs) It's like just – it's like, like, uh, you know – it's it's like the old Charlie Steiner commercial. I mean, I like boxing, but it doesn't define my life, you know. So <laughs> that is the best commercial. Yeah, I I agree with Steiner. The sweet science. So yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> just just because it's not it's not our normal area that we talk about doesn't mean that we don't enjoy and love this stuff. I mean, you know, my my favorite show to guest on is Back to the Bins, mm-hmm. and you know, I've never brought a Godzilla comic to Back to the Bins. You know, not not for lack of trying. But uh <laughs> I kid, I kid. It was Dr. Bill that brought Marvel Godzilla to, back to the bins. But, you know, it's like just you know, I agree. Just having different different points of view to talk about especially a movie as good as this. I mean, if we're all getting together talking talk about a movie it's like, "Yeah, it was all right." You know, nobody cares yeah. about that. But yeah. a movie that we all enjoyed, yeah, we need to definitely discuss that. So.
1: Well, you know, sci- scientists have figured out, I can't remember what the exact number of people That the human brain is sort of capable of having, you know, a a relationship with, of where you like know that person or whatever, and it's it's a shockingly small amount of number number, and when you get beyond that, it's just too much of a strain for them to think of you as anything but, you know, the uh, the Godzilla guy, unless you did something like. You you like on one of your shows you lit a fart or something and then they'll be like that's a Godzilla guy who lit a fart you know yeah. and that and that's all their brains gonna maintain in yeah. that file to you know that you know they they don't want to know anything about your wife or your kids or you know that you have design. a a, a doctorate and you know you know in, in electrical engineering and it's quantum physics and that's are actually that's what a, 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 a billionaire and you own a mansion in a yacht. Yeah. <laughs> You're the we're Godzilla a, we're guy. We're the Godzilla gotcha of
2: Thugonomics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and, I just, and I just wanted to throw that out there because I think, you know, people might see this when it comes up and it's like, what? Like, really? These guys? Like, uh, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, you know, again, well, we're – I say we're... that every time one of our episodes. <laughs> right. Like, oh, oh, I was just yeah, going to like say, I'm oh, goddammit, these assholes
3: with, again. With,
2: <laughs> but I'm saying, but we are we are a a mixed bag. I can definitely say that because you know uh you know kind of like I mean, having Luke and I together, you kind of get a different kind of feel for things because obviously Luke and I have, you know, uh, you guys I mean, we've got known a little, each a little
1: bit of history. with Yeah, a little yeah. bit of
2: history. But I'm saying, but like, there's things that we'll say um that maybe you know uh people were like what are they talking about and it's funny because we know it's funny and it's funny because you guys have heard the story and like it's things like that that get shared um you know that people are like oh okay like because they're brothers it's like right well no we, we like luke and i i mean we're we're brothers yes but well, we were also the thing is you really don't have to, friends too, a, lot, you know? a lot
1: of times you don't have to get like the exchanges between the two of you Because the fun part of it is that you know that you're brothers, so it's like okay they're doing you know it references to some story, and it's even better when you don't know it because someday in the future it might you know it might pop up and then all of a sudden you guys will tell a story someday and they'll be like, oh my god I was listening to an old episode and I heard them you know. It's just fun. Yeah.
2: Anyway, it's getting all over the map. So. But that's, like that's just one situation. of the
1: many reasons that people love us.
2: Yeah, the, seven, the 721 situation <laughs> comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> There's an episode of The Nam you should go listen to, folks. Yeah, go go listen to in,
0: in Country Number 75 to hear me and Tom Panneries talk about. Uh, First Blood and Rambo First Blood Part 2 and you will understand yes. the 721 situation. I need uh, to download really those. Episode.
2: <laughs> it, was a, it was a really good episode. I, I listened to it the other day and I was like, well, I mean, I, I really thought, again, we're going all over the place here, but uh, I thought you guys did a very, great job of covering not just the movie, um, but talking about the book and all the subtle nuances i think that people sometimes might have missed because when people think rambo they always think to, to me at least most people when they think rambo they think you know rambo first blood part 2 yeah. and you know kind of forget about that first one but you know first, first, first movie blood is trying is
3: to the, say
0: something
2: yeah the fr- yeah, for, yeah right
0: the second um, movie not uh, to be fair the second movie is saying something it's just saying oh!
3: mission accomplished
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm coming for him, yes. <laughs> oh, dude,
3: How did he go from over. space hippie to <laughs> to military bastard?
0: Yeah. Nothing is over. Nothing is over.
3: You don't just turn it off.
0: <laughs> I can't get a job parking cars. <laughs> <laughs> can't
3: get it out of my head. <laughs> Yeah, I, I when he breaks down at the end of that oh movie, God, I
0: brilliant.
3: I think that's one of his best acting performances. People like it's not, is it's
0: actually an actor. You know? Yes.
1: Yeah, I. <laughs> well, then, I, and, and... I I always when and, and man, we're going way off, but I always yeah, remember in, in the Rambo. Yeah, right in the Rambo days. Like I always remember it. Like the first Rambo movie is a separate thing. Is like yeah. that was the Art Rambo movie. <laughs> That was Literally. the one that was like I remember see, watching Rambo that on HBO dead. at at Art my friend's Rambo. house and we were just Come like on
0: down to Art Rambo Chrysler Jeep Dodge
2: <laughs> <laughs> a wild less successful brother yeah I am Art Rambo I Art couldn't Rambo. join cuz I got three left feet you know <laughs> but you
1: know I, you know it was it was somewhere in between like a Stallone action movie and like um oh uh <laughs> what was the, the one the where Ned Beatty the, got sodomized?
2: The, the deliverance.
1: Deliverance. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: you know I think it, you're thinking
2: more of the Deer Hunter, but okay, yeah. And the so. Deer
1: Hunter too. <laughs> there was there was a little bit but it was it was like this movie could win Oscars and then from then on it was more of like there was a Friday the thirteenth element added to it, you know, after that.
3: <laughs> John Raymond <laughs> so. said we get to win this time. <laughs> well
1: <laughs> doesn't he take uh, out like yeah. a helicopter like drive a tank yeah. into a helicopter in the, in yeah. the where
3: the helicopter uh, yeah. could have very... uh, yeah he's uh um, that was yeah he's got the rocket launch that's rocket launcher versus helicopter in the in the second one and then yeah. in the third it, one it's it,
2: the hot shots it's what he called hot shots he shoots it down with an arrow so you know, Rambo 3
0: shoots it down with an arrow, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? I, yeah, no, with well, an he at explosive, a, explosive tip. No, I mean, you know, in, know, in Hot Shots, it's a chicken. chicken. Oh, it's chicken. right, it's right. a <laughs> chicken. That's right. And it lays <laughs> the egg. That's the best part. Oh, I, You know what's funny is that, again, we're real far afield, but Hot Shots Part 2 came up the other day, and I just looked at somebody and I said, I loved you in Wall Street. Wall Street. So.
3: <laughs> hot Shots Part 2 has them dropping the bomb on Saddam Hussein.
0: Yes. Hey, come on. I mean, it also and to see it all comes back to Star Wars. When last we met, I was you know it has it has uh, Lloyd you know uh, Lloyd Bridges and Saddam Hussein fighting
2: with lightsabers. They do they fight with lightsabers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so oh, man. how come the Gonzo comedies like that suck now? Uh, because because the wrong
2: people making them. Wrong
0: pages. people making them exactly. Yeah. And then even and then well, when the Zuckers started making them again, they were too far gone because they right. did like scary movie four, three and four, didn't they? Yeah,
2: it was too. It was yeah. It was too far. It was too far. And those are the best of the scary movies, but it was too far. So scary well, movie I, three I, I, has I, one of my favorite
0: lines of all time. It's like I have a dream. What is your dream? <laughs> to have a dream. Right. Well, that's
2: just making fun of like eight mile eight and everything. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So real quick, I had I had one last piece of trivia I had there. Um the one of the planets is called E D E D edu 426 right so like lv 426 oh yeah know? yeah i noticed that when it's there i was like oh 426 like the problem is i think after prometheus I, and I know a lot of people don't like prometheus i like prometheus i love it most, i know i mean i think like i'm saying like I, people are like oh how can you watch it i'm like i just watched the director's cut the long like it's they're like really i'm like just you either, either you like it or you don't.
1: I'm I've All been right. thinking recently that I'm about to watch it again because I I I love that movie. I love it.
2: Well, b- yeah, b- b- before Covenant comes out,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Because it comes out and that's you know it's got uh, it's that takes and that that basically follows from that. Even though in they've come and said it's not a sequel to Prometheus it has got the same two characters at the end when yeah, they leave. Yeah,
1: it's
3: going to be a sequel to
2: Prometheus. It's a sequel to Prometheus, guys, but, you know... Might be
3: closer I mean... to Alien, but it's still a sequel to Prometheus.
1: Yeah. It, to me, it I... looks like he's doing a, a Dead by Dawn where it's going to be a stripped... It, it, it's, it looks like it's got a lot of Prometheus in it. I think he's going to strip Prometheus down and cross it with Alien is what I think. Which is fine. Yeah, I'm... He's I'm, I'm...
2: just, I mean... Yeah. Anytime Ridley Scott wants to go and give me whatever something, he
1: that's wants cool. to do, I'm interested yeah. in seeing him. I'm interested in succeed. seeing. always fail. like it.
3: But...
2: Yeah, succeed
1: right. or fail, I'm gonna see something really interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so, anyway, all right. So I uh, that was all, that was the end of what I had. I Again, you know, I want to thank you thank you guys for talking about this at least you know because this was <clears throat> like I said different kind of stuff we normally uh, you know chat about. This was. Uh, I think uh, a, a a good conversation, definitely stuff that um, you know, I mean, since just, I mean, my dad saw it. I mean, Kelly hasn't seen it yet, so there's I can't really talk to anybody else about this, you know, kind of thing. I can talk to myself walking around the house, but then that's normally what happens around here.
3: That's weird.
2: So, well, See, you'd think so, but I, I walk around and I'm like, all right, who left the lights on in this room? And I know it wasn't me, but no one else is going to answer me. So why, why am I even asking the question?
1: Well, <laughs> well, sometimes I get stressed because I think. You know, we've sort of got our two threads running on this show, which is right now it's it's Freddie and Hammer. Freddie and the hammer. But uh, <laughs> that's, a 70s, the hammer. that's a seventies that's a seventies cop buddy show. Yep. <laughs> that's and, like uh, Lincoln
0: and Genghis Khan, right?
3: And then <laughs> Freddy the hammer and Freddie and the hammer is an actual hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not it's a it's a ball peen hammer. It was a day when he <laughs>
1: it was before he really got his shit together and he was trying to yeah. work out the claw thing, but it was a hammer thing and it wasn't quite working. But you know, I I, I think, you know, in and, and like Christmas comes along, we do a Christmas show and I'm like We keep sort of tangenting with with the the main theme of the show, but then I think, ah, that's sort of how the show is too. So it's like sort of the micro and the mech, as is, as is below, so is above. So then I actually relax and go like, oh yeah, and then I think, fuck it, it's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want too. So we're gonna do a a Rogue One show. If no one wants
3: to to talk about Rogue One, yeah, it's
1: okay. I mean yeah i mean and and if the biggest complaint about it is or oh, there's too much talk about star wars when a new star wars movie comes out then uh whatever
3: yeah. <laughs> um that's that's yeah well yeah, that's, that's it's star that's Wars. That's crazy talk. i was gonna so talk about
1: it that's i disregard
0: that talk that's crazy talk that's my cousin mm. <laughs> <laughs> Two true freaks.
3: And this is your Uncle Don saying good night.
0: Good night, little kids, good night. We're off? Good, well, that ought to
1: hold the little bastards.